last all us at the bar, please. Welcome to Tavern Tales, a curated 5e Dungeons & Dragons adventure set in the tales of the Yawning Portal campaign module by Wizards of the Coast. Previously on Tavern Tales, Yashiri has got a new pair of boots, and the goblins of Goblinville are in complete disarray, but the Silverkins have prevailed and have found the goblin leader on his throne in front of a giant shaft. Come sit down and drink with the enemy, raise your glass and toast to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So come sit down and laugh with the enemy, raise your glass and sing to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So I won't end up being alone, cause I won't drink my drink alone. So what about you? One beer or two, I'll drink to you. Hi, and welcome to Tavern Tales. I'm Kyle, I'm the Dungeon Master. Who do we have around the table today? Hi, I'm Marie Claire, and I play a half-elf fighter folk hero named Drayden Silverkin, the fox. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Paige, and I play Oriana, the tiefling sorcerer. Oh, what type of sorcerer are you? Wild. Wild sorcerer. <laughs> like like the type of wild of Florida on spring break or <laughs> oh boy. Or do you harness the powers of chaos? I harness the powers of chaos. Yeah, all right, excellent. <laughs> Who else? Uh, and I'm Aaron and I'm playing Yashiria the human cleric. Excellent. Of Paylor. And what type of cleric are you? I am a light cleric. Light cleric. You like to you play with fire. All right. And I am also not very heavy. No? You're, you're... No. I weigh about 90 pounds. I would think based on your BS. character's strength and constitution <laughs> modifiers. You're probably beefy. That you are quite possibly one of the strongest people uh, in all of Faerun. I wouldn't imagine a 90 pounder. We'll have to fact Muscle weighs more than fat. That is true. Maybe 190? <laughs> or like 290. <laughs> it is a one. And, and I've seen your character uh, picture. Those boobs weigh at least like 30 pounds hey. each. Each, wow. <laughs> That's what, don't knock. They're what, like a small baby. Don't knock eats. the knockers. I was going to say, don't <laughs> knock what Paylor gave me. Yeah. 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 Don't knock them together. Mm-hmm. Concuss you. <laughs> Especially with the plates. So. It's one of the things that I love about fantasy drawing. It's like, it's a it's delusional unless they've really invented breast augmentation because they all defy gravity. <laughs> well, I'm like, they're pretty Madonna pointy right now. Well, I think that's actually like the breastplate, but that anybody that like has de- designed armor for women knows that that would like break the sternum. I think you pointed to that yeah. out in the first. <laughs> Every blow would deflect off the nipple of the breastplate, and <laughs> drive right into the breastbone of, of poor Yashiria, killing her with a single blow. And, it, and it's uh, either like... That explains a lot. <laughs> oh, totally. There's no medium when it comes to women's armor in, in fantasy uh, drawings. It's like either they... They wear nothing. It's like a bikini, chainmail bikini, or they're wearing a ton, but it's like 
inappropriate like, like that yeah exactly like the <laughs> it's not where it's, it should be and ugh. except for dwarven women dwarven women seem to get the great good armor the realistic like people, armor they get yeah. the sensible armor yes it's very sensible because dwarven women it's sexy to be sensible right mm. i want that as a, a bumper sexy sticker to be sensible. Sexy to be <laughs> for dwarven women it's sexy to be sensible you can put that on your uh, all right you, want. you probably get a customized one all right with that We'll begin the game. The goblins of Goblinville never knew what hit them as Yashiria closed the door behind her, looking at the devastation she and her siblings had wrought, saying, These new boots are kind of tight on me. And now, let us peek into the adventure itself as they crowded around the cracked opening of an almost closed door into what appeared to be a hobgoblin's throne room. Right. Oh, I forgot about that. That's where we are. And there's three of us. So, as you stand there, you hear a kind of rasping and panting noise behind you. Kind of a and a... Oh, no. I turn around. And there is Meepo lugging a long, heavy object and when meepo sees drayden turn to face him his eyes light up i i like hold my finger to my lips to like as in like quiet <laughs> oh okay <laughs> and i like ask him to come i'll i'll come to him okay as you Hi. approach him you see that he is carrying or dragging moreover a large two-handed great sword oh this I large, <laughs> which he then shatters and uh, walks I'm away. Just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Meepo. <laughs> he then says, when Calcrix died, this was left behind. And while I would have wanted to keep it, you, you've been so kind to me, Fox. That I thought you should have it. I smile tenderly at Meepo. And if it's okay with you, can I join your circus? Of course. Oh, <laughs> but, you. but you must be quiet. I whisper. I, I won't stay here. Write a letter to them. I'll, I'll, I'll go and join it. Sh shovel the elephant poops like Drayden said he did. Oh, I did do that, yes. At one point, it's it's an important job. Also bringing the elephants to water. <laughs> also caring for the elephants, giving them a bath. Yes, I could, I, I could certainly write you a letter to Dominic Silverkin, my father. You fish around for paper and a stylus upon which to write, and Sidork says something along the lines of like, oh, no, that's Jot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Sidork would say in this moment. Screw it, I'll just take him back. And Sidork grabs Meepo by the arm and hauls Meepo out of the dungeon, leaving you behind just the three of you with Erky Timbers standing in a hallway. I'm, I'm going to pick up the greatsword and, and look at it. It is. Ice cold oh. to the touch. I'm going to write down Icy Greysword. Sidork has taken his leave with Meepo. 
You're holding an icy greatsword. Now is not the time to inspect it to determine exactly what it can or cannot no, do. I'm, I'm just going to attach it to to my back and my backpack or whatever to Excellent. carry it around. Uh, it does not have a scabbard, so... Well, I'm going to carry my own greatsword and put it in the scabbard of my other greatsword. All right, there you go. So, I mean, I don't know if we can take these hobgoblins, guys. What do you want to do? We are vastly outnumbered. So how? there's How many were there in that room? A lot. Wasn't there like five or six? There I thought was, there was the one on the throne and then two guards. No, the one on the throne was the old gobble, goblin. And then there was like the old lady goblin. Oh. Yeah, there, there was, was four. We can take her, no problem. There was one hobgoblin on the throne. There was a kobold in the room that the hobgoblin was stabbing. There was the old becrotcheted... Becrotcheted? All right, I'll stick with that. <laughs> the old becrotcheted <laughs> one that looked kind of like a shaman goblin. And then there was three other hobgoblin kind of lieutenants that were basically in audience with the the one on the throne well i still have uh the water skin of fire breath i have one more use out of it looks like so i could blow fire in their general direction no like i could do it like three times and that's 46 every time which this is could either go really well or really bad yeah <laughs> i mean do we have some like moats to like pull ourselves out of this if it goes uh Horribly awry. Any, any, nope. we got the one. Could we change the story as to how many hobgoblins are there? <laughs> just the one. The king is all one. alone. <laughs> the king is all alone. We probably need a couple white moats for that. <laughs> Did we notice when we peeked in that there was any other exits to the room? Yes, there is one exit to this room. It is a giant shaft. In the middle. Right. Right. The With shaft. The long, and... tall shaft. The exactly. long, tall, viney shaft. With the vines and the vegetation growing out of it that seems to offer ample handholds. Do we have anything that's like, um, I'm thinking like um, an area of fact spell that we could blow and then close the door and barricade the door and then open up the door when we want to? Like well, my, other, my other thing was, I was thinking, what if we entered the room and persuaded the king? To do what? Not to attack us. And we could civilly talk to try and get information from him. We could try. Yeah. Because really, we're just trying to find out where some of our, those missing people are, right? I mean, I can go and knock at the door. I like knocking at doors. And we could say we want a word with your king. No, I mean, I, that's the way to not die. <laughs> uh, I could chance it with the fire breath and have the sip of it now and just have it like ready, ready to go. <laughs> So, so we walk in for peaceful negotiation and then fire, fire breathe. <laughs> but I, I don't want to like waste it if yeah. we're not going to use it, right? So I can just have it ready to go. What kind of spells do you still have left? I was going to use more of the last fight when we were fighting Calcrix, but then she domed me for 22 damage. So I was down. Right. Nothing that's mostly AOE. No, but like, do you have a, like, what are your high level spells that you've got right now? Cure wounds, guiding bolt, healing word, sanctuary, inflict wounds, shield of faith, burning hands. What level is the rolling ball of death fire? And I have my flare, my warding flare. Warding flare is good, yeah. No, uh, what I'm thinking of is it's the ball of fire that you can move around. And it's like... I don't think I have that yet. I don't think it's level three. But I mean, if we did decide to attack, we do have a method that could assist. The method would help. Oh, Flaming Sphere is at third level. But you have Burning Hands, right? Or did you use it? No, I got Burning Hands. Burning Hands is a sweet-ass, like, burning spell. Hobgoblins burn like all goblins. Well, and the only problem, I only have one spell left. 
You also have uh, spell sorcerer points that you can spend to add an additional spell slot. So that I can use two spells? Is that how that works? Yeah, pretty I, much. Okay. You also have your cantrips, yes. which are not ineffective. Also, just so you remember your wild magic, do you remember what that does for you? I know that if I roll the one, then you can invoke wild magic, right? Yeah, well, that's if I choose to make you do that. I'll roll the die, though, typically. The other one is that you have advantage on any attack roll, skill check, or saving throw that you want to have. Oh. It's just you don't get access to that feature again until either you've completed a short or long rest or the story, or just a long rest, I can't recall, or the storyteller has invoked that wild magic rule on you. So if I've made you roll the die, you immediately get your advantage back. Okay, I, I have a plan. That. You've had that from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I, I, used it. <laughs> I, I have a plan. So yeah. I'm going to knock on the door and I'm going to announce Lady Oriana would like to speak to the King of the Hobgoblins. And then that'll give you advantage on your persuasion check, but it's going to be like all up to you. Because I'm going to try to be super impressive with my entrance. and But maybe... Um, that I'm like a head from another... And you have thalmaturgy, right? Can you make noises? Yeah. Could you make like a trumpet noise? <laughs> like... Well, do, 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 do. I, I have um, thalmaturgy and minor illusion. Oh, okay. Uh, you could make yourself look more impressive. What do you mean more impressive? Uh, ladylike. So the only thing with minor illusion, I don't know if I can actually use it for appearance. Because oh, okay. it just says you can create a sound or image of an object within range. Yeah, we have some stuff we can do. We have do some ways out. If we need, if we need to... If it doesn't work. Do things. <laughs> oh, Meepo's joining the circus. You could slam the door open. Yeah, I have could, arrived. You could thaumaturgy <laughs> that door hard. No, no applause, please. <laughs> Come on. You could do, you could do the sound of like an audience clapping. <laughs> like, the, or a laugh track. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Off the front, we could try and do a civilized, peaceful yeah. conversation. And then if that goes away... I can either try to put some of them to sleep to try and help our numbers. Yeah. I say we go for it. I'm going to knock politely on the door. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, Rocky, who's that rapping on the door? I don't know. Well, go find out. (laughs) And uh, one of the hobgoblins comes walking over to the door to check it out. Okay. Wait for him to open the door. He opens the door the rest of the way. And I'm going to say, I would like to announce... My Lady Oriana, who would like to speak with your king. All right. (laughs) (laughs) He, the hobgoblin, confusedly turns back to say, Hey, Dern, there's a person who here who wants to see ya. Oh, really? The doors open wide. The hobgoblin lieutenant gets out of the way. And... The three of you plus Erky Timbers. I'm going to stand heroically and then move to the side and, and like genuflect towards Lady Oriana. The hobgoblin named Dern is sitting on the throne. He hastily adjusts himself to look more kingly. D-U-R-R-D-U-R-N-N. If you're spelling it at home. Or on the table. <laughs> sure. <laughs> hastily adjusts himself, literally, and... Uh, and faces you. Sir. Well, well, who do we have here? I am Lady Oriana of the Silver King clan. Oriana, you say? Yes. I have come here for peaceful negotiation between our two civilizations. 
We seek some information from you, and perhaps, in turn, we can do something for you. I'm listening. We are in search of information of two humans and a paladin, and we are looking to find where they are or their whereabouts. I'm going to stand beside her, flexing. Uh, Dern looks at you lengthily for a moment, and he says, well, I don't have them up my sleeve. (laughs) (laughs) At this point... I then attempt to persuade Dern to give us as much information that he knows about these three humanoids. Sure. Yeah, I'll gladly uh, allow you to make a persuasion check. Go ahead and roll. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) So altogether, that would be 26. Oh, you rolled a natural 20? Oh, wow. Okay. So with that, he bounds to his feet and uh, he he comes walking forward and he says... uh, Rocky, don't just stand there. These are guests. Bring them some tea. And that's the the one that was like right close to him. And he says, And you, Rocky, go off. Get the biscuits. And he comes forward to you. He does this like wonderful looking bow. And he says, My name is Dern. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Please let us go and have a sit and we will talk of many things. Thank you, Dern. I look forward to our conversation. These are my henchmen. <laughs> Ooh. I, I'm going to, I'm going to flex. Drayen, in, you know, I had a hench. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> Let me introduce you. This is Drayden and Yashiria. I'm going to flex. Lovely to make both of your acquaintances. I'll do my... Uh, this uh, other man you've got sure has a nice wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I do my sign of the sign of Palor. Sign of Palor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And he says, uh, maybe later even. And it's at this point that Erky Timbers steps forward. I'm going to... Um... Just put he a shoulders both of you aside because you're not even expecting it. And he says, hello there. It's unfortunate today is your final day after you've had tea and biscuits with these two, which is uh, awfully Erky. kind of you to have offered this in the first place. But you shall die a most gruesome and painful death that shall last a thousand years in a sarlacc pit or something. He's crazy. Sorry. Yes, please excuse this little dwarf. He has had... <laughs> Quite a few experiences he along the road. kicks you in the shins and says, I'm a gnome! You little bastard! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Erky, can you please come with me for a moment? And we step back. Hey, I recognize that gnome. I think it was from another episode. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh boy! I like how Aaron won't won't give anything to the audience. He will not laugh. It's just like he's his... laughing his his insides into his outsides. His but face will is not cherry red. It's the same color as his shirt. That I Mike... <gasps> he's all red. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm That's amazing. Red. You're like the cherry version of Rook Assault. Who? <laughs> all right. You pull Erky back. At this point, I would like to intimidate Erky into behaving and keeping quiet. What are you going to say? I'm going to say, listen here, 
gnome. We have very important information we need to obtain from these hobgoblins, and I will not allow you to get in the way of that information. He's going to make an opposing persuasion check on you. So you may intimidate to your heart's content. He will also roll his die. 19. He has... Hmm. Yeah, you know, he has beaten you. Uh-oh. And so as you go to speak to him, he interrupts. He says, now, now, tiefling, you brought me along with the express per- express statement that you will be cl- killing and slaying those that held me hostage. This one over here, that hobgoblin, has held me for over 30 days, poking, prodding, stabbing and sticking me. And you will truck with him for the purposes of getting a small amount of information. You know very well, I do not doubt, that those humans have gone down the shaft. Why you are trucking with them beyond and foremost, I don't know. But nonetheless, here we stand, you having tea with a hobgoblin. I'll make you a deal. Hmm. So long as you remain quiet while we have tea, our party will move on and you can do as you wish to the hobgoblins. What do you mean I can do as I wish with the hobgoblins? If you so desire to attack them and kill them, that is... go for it. Oh, so that's not the intent decision of this group any longer? Not necessarily. I just watched you kill several of them in the other room. In fact... In fact, Drayden opened the door and just blew fire at three of them, killing them all entirely, (laughs) melting them within the confines of their beds. Now, to be fair, you did specify you wanted to kill goblins. These are hobgoblins. He just looks at you. (laughs) I mean, if you want to get specific. He looks extremely disappointed at you, your silent companion. You know that this is a podcast. Oh, I know. For a podcast, you have to talk. I'm waiting for my moment. You've never had a moment. You, oh. you have to take your moment. You can't just wait for it. You gotta wait for the best possible time. <laughs> How far is Erky Timbers from me? How far would you like Erky Timbers to be? I don't think he's that far. I only pulled him slightly behind us. <laughs> okay. How far would How far would you shear you? Thanks, Cole, Thanks for DM. taking the moment once again. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> he's like, how far I'm is sorry, Erky Timbers? I'm he's really slow. I'm like, how far would you like him to be? Well, I don't think he's that far. <laughs> I was just giving my input. Okay. <laughs> with like four DMs. Well, we'll just go back half a second here. How far would you like Erky Timbers to be from you? Within grabbing range. All right, sure. Yes, Erky Timbers is within touching range. What would How you like to do? How far is the nearest wall from us? Not far. Okay. I'm going to try to intimidate Erky Timbers. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and grab him and pin him against the wall, tell him, well, if I can intimidate him, then I will obviously say something to him. Well, what together. would you like to say? It'll work better if I actually can pin him, because if I can't, then it's not going to really work too well. No, no, I, I want to know what you're going to say to Erky Timbers before you make your intimidation check. Okay. So you're going to grab him, pin him to the wall, and say, shut up and just stand there while we negotiate. All right, make your intimidation check. Sure, your voice got so deep. <laughs> Well, all right. <laughs> you grab Erky Timbers. You push Erky Timbers up against the wall. Your body pressed up against his body. <laughs> Dern says something behind you both, like right here, <laughs> and you then whisper what may come across as passionately in Erky Timbers' ear. <laughs> Not here. Wait for later. To which. Erky Timbers nods sagaciously and says, I didn't know you thought of me that way. I'll be quiet. 
<laughs> Till later. And he winks knowingly. <laughs> That's what happens when I take my moment. <laughs> and Dern says, a wink is as good as a nod, they say. That's what happens when you have beautiful breastplates. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now okay. that the situation has been dealt with, I T. elegantly walk back to Dern. T is uh, brought out by one of the hobgoblins on a really nice pearlescent tray in brilliantly beautiful china antique cups. Huh. There is a almost like a French press for tea grinds in a glass really really beautifully spun glass jar and the steam is coming up off of the tea there is four cups and another of the hobgoblins comes out with these really nice looking fancily frosted biscuits and there isn't really a place that the it looks elegant it looks gorgeous but there really isn't a place to sit and there isn't a table upon which to present these you know to have tea so as dern goes over and sits in his his accustomed throne he gestures to the chest for one of you to sit there and then he says hey rogi where's the other chair and rogi slaps his head and says i forgot and he says, well, then be the chair. So Rogi then crouches down on all fours for one of you to sit upon his back. I'm going to dust off the chest and, and like present it to Oriana. And I'll just stand. I guess I'll sit on Rogi. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Erky Timbers comes over and stands quietly just behind you to the right. And every now and again, you feel like... Maybe he's stroking the your lower back, but you're not too sure because you're in full plate, like you're, you're full armor here. So it's hard to tell if he if he is or if he isn't. Uh, <laughs> either way, you think that this might be happening. Amazing. So yeah, so he, you sit down upon Rogi and he grunts quietly um, as you take your take the weight off your feet from your my new boots. <laughs> your new boots. And Dern blows over his china cup. Uh, He's got a nice, beautiful saucer he's holding as well. He blows and takes a sip, and he says, So, you had questions. Can I do an arcana check on the tea in the cup to see if it's... Well, if it's magical? See if there's, like, anything strange about it. Might be poison. Well, but that wouldn't be... Arcana check wouldn't be related to poison. That would definitely be a medicine check or a poisoner's kit check. Or survival? No. Can I do a medicine check on it? You may. 26. Was that another natural 20? That is a natural 20. You're pretty sure that this is some sort of hybrid oolong Earl Grey. It is quite <laughs> delicious with cream, and you are positive that there is no amount of poison in it whatsoever. And Dern takes a large sip and smacks his lips. I, I, I'm going to take a cup and give it to Oriana. Okay. And uh, I'm going to take a cup for myself, too. Thank Perfect. you, Drayden. Thank you. And I'll, I'll hand one to your share, yeah. Erky doesn't get one. Yeah, he doesn't. He's His hands are otherwise occupied. I'm going to give him a like a, a like a look of like, get the fuck away from my sister as I drop off the tea. He doesn't notice I, the It's look. cool. Yeah. I, I'm doing it for your sherry's sake. Yeah. So then Rocky comes over with the tray of cookies as well, offering one to Dern, then one to Oriana, and then one to each of the two of you. 
and then after he's offered you all a biscuit, he breaks one in half and gives it to Rogi, who is crouched on all fours. So, underneath you. Underneath, <laughs> underneath you. Is he a pretty good chair? Just Yeah, absolutely. Stalwart chair. Yeah. <laughs> Functioning well. Past the woodworking. <laughs> he he chair he chairs well. He chairs well. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I would even say Yashiria cherishes him. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. Uh, we should Cherish leave. We should leave now. That's enough. I've never <laughs> leaving you here by my side. Sorry. What? I I just went in Madonna. Um anyways. No. Go ahead, Oriana. Dern, should we get down to business? I thought this was pleasant conversation. Oh, of course. Of course it is. Now, I'm just curious. We were advised that there may have possibly been three humans that may have passed near your abode. Kingdom? Kingdom, is that what you would call Fiefdom. it? Well, I don't know abode that, but they definitely were here. They were? Oh, yes, indeed. Were they harmed? Were they in good condition? Well, they weren't mint, that's for sure. He bites the cookie. I roll my eyes and slowly take a sip of tea. Do you know where they went? Down the shaft. Does the shaft go down? All the way. <laughs> From this room? Indeed. Where does the shaft lead? <laughs> so I don't make the pun and you laugh? Well, I don't make the pun and you laugh? Because I see you or I see the gears turning in your head. <laughs> he says, there could be kids listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> see that Dern likes to break the fourth wall. <laughs> is that really his response? Yes. <laughs> Please, this is information that is very important to us. Did they ask for your permission to enter your kingdom? Oh, no. They were trussed up like hogs and sent down the hole. What? Oh, boy. Is there a, oh, but if you're willing to go down on your own, I won't. Dress us up like hogs? Is there another way to get down other than the shaft? Just, you know, asking for a friend. <laughs> there taint no other way. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Does anything come up from down below? Is there anything that we should prepare ourselves upon entering the shaft? <laughs> it's, just, it's like nonstop. It's just all bad puns. During all of this, the elderly goblin shaman-like lady has been stewing in the background. And she looks to be getting angrier and angrier and angrier at what Dern is doing, saying, and how he's treating you and how he's acting him as him, how he, especially in regards to the the discussion of the shaft and what go how the humans went down it and all of the other bits that are going on there. Is she saying anything or is he just... No, she is not saying anything, but all three of you do not require much of a perception or insight check to see that there is something that this other goblin is extremely irate about. Okay. Can I request that she come over and join us and give her opinion? Or... Yeah, you could definitely do that. How uh, so, join us yeah. for tea and cookies. <laughs> How would you do that? I would say, excuse me, madam, but I feel as though you would have some sort of opinion on the discussion that is happening before you. Would you care to come and join us and discuss? And she says, 
And Aaron understands that. Which translates to... Which translates to... I will not go over... Or, um... I would not go over there and speak with him and take tea with the usurper. The usurper. (gasps) That's a rather rude thing to say. What does that mean? Who's the usurper? It comes just after the V-surper. Just start marking down the puns. Just like, (laughs) just do a count. (laughs) She's talking about the Durbaluk tribe, of which she used to be the leader of. Is that your tribe? It is now. Oh. Oh. She doesn't seem happy. Well, why would she be? She's been forced into retirement for her time, probably. In a way, anomalous, I am in charge. Do you know what's down the depths below? Of the shaft? Of the shaft? Well, many things are down below. Like what? Hell, for one. But no, the grove, Balak, is down there as well as... Probably the humans, if they're still alive. (laughs) <laughs> yes, indeed. I don't think that Belak is just running around uh, inviting guests. Who is Belak again? He's the the um, sorcerer, the wizard, the, the dude. Yeah, I necromancer. He had his. I don't know if he was a necromancer, but he he was a wizard, and he he's the one who grows the apples and then gives them to the oh, goblins. So we do want to. Yeah, no, we want to go down there, but um, I'm just. How do the apples, do the apples come up the shaft with the goblins that bring the apples to town? Oh, right. The apples. Bellic picks a goblin of, from a lottery or some such, and they get the opportunity to go to town to sell this apple for their own benefit and value. Oh, how did, how does the apple come up? It floats up on a magic, no, they bring it up across these vines. Oh, okay. I just was wondering. Your friend asks the dumbest of questions. I asked if it is this the only way up and down. That's what I'm asking. You've asked that several times, and I've not yet heard a clear answer. Oh, it's the only way. Oh, okay. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) But he never actually confirmed it. Let's go down. Is there any way that you can assist us with safe passage down the shaft, or provide us some additional information that may be required? Sure, gladly, we'll help you down the shaft. By not throwing us. We never, (laughs) you're rather, I don't even know if I could pick you up. (laughs) He says to Yashiria. Meanwhile, the old goblin, shaman woman, sees that you understood what she was saying in gobbly. And she says to you in her elderly, lady-like voice, Quietly, if I could have a moment of your time. All right. <laughs> I rise off Rogi. Yep. Rogi and Rocky. And Rocky. I will use Erky Timbers' head as a place to push my hand so I can push myself off of Rogi. All right. And I walk over to. Rogi goes, Ooh, as you climb off. Erky Timbers goes with you. <laughs> I turn to Erky Timbers. Stay. Here, stop following me. He smiles knowingly and winks. Does he still follow me, though? So you turn to go towards the elderly yes. shaman lady? Okay. You take a few steps and turn to look back. Well, Erky Timbers is still standing where he was previously. Okay, good. On Tower Tales. On <laughs> You go over to the old shaman. I'm assuming you then look back again at Erky Timbers, who is still standing there looking at you. Good. 
knowingly. And winks. I now turn my attention to the old shaman lady. Perfect. You said you needed a moment of my time? And, of course, all of this is in gobbly. Yes. She says, You're stalwart adventurers. You are very, very capable, are you not? We are. I heard whispers of something in the citadel that is killing, slaying, wreaking havoc. In fact, moments ago, 20 or 30 of our best armed men came down here, spoke with Dern, descended the shaft, and came back up confused. If you are the ones who are responsible for such a thing, well, I would make it worth, very much worth your while, if you were to kill these hobgoblin tyrants. Kill the hobgoblin tyrants? Mm -hmm. I'll have to talk to my brother and sister on it. She looks confusedly at you when you say brother and sister, like, (laughs) how are you? Uh, Indeed. In in the faith. In the faith. My henchmen. (laughs) Let me go speak to them and see what they say. So you say there's something down the hole that we should be worried about? What? No. No. Or no. Oh, no, I get it. Just trying to hire It's because when we caused all the confusion. Right. And she says, I don't care if McGloob yet has given them the right to rule over us. We deserve our own path. These hobgoblins are not of the Durbuluk tribe, and therefore they should not lead. Okay, so I will take that information Okay, and <clears throat> head back and relay it to my... She's going to make an insight check. There's a 14 plus on her insight check. So I'm going to ask you how Yashiria takes this request. From this elderly shaman lady. She probably doesn't want you to like share I will, around. I will take it under consideration. No, no, no. no. That, that's bullshit. Okay. I'm the DM. I want to know if you're interested or not in killing all these hobgoblins for the, pre- for the prize and treasure that she's offering to the group. I do not. You're not. You don't have any interest whatsoever. I personally do not. Okay, she notices this. She attempts to appeal to to your uh, greater nature. And she says, But you don't understand. We are ruled by them as though we are the the boot beneath their heel. We are less than the boot. We are just the the grubs and the dirt that Dern chooses to toy with when he pleases. I don't like it when people are treated so unfairly. You... You must end his tyranny. We are just as beholden to Belak as he is. It's not like anything is better with with him here. It was... The, the rulership and the way everything is dictated is the same as it was before, except that now when Belak gives things to the goblins of this level, they are meted out by Dern and his henchmen. Can I do an insight check to see if she's sure, absolutely. telling the truth? Thirteen? Yeah, that's yeah. No, seems pretty truthful. You're not too sure how the I, the treasure and the things are meted out. I mean, Dern said said that there was a lottery for the golden apple. You didn't really choose to see if that was truthful or not before, but it sounds like this little old lady who who gives you her name. She says that her name is Grenel, and I will remind everyone here that. While Dern may talk like a caricature of a buffoon, he the the very first thing you guys saw him doing was toyingly and as a practical joke stabbing a living kobold with a sword. Yeah, no, repeatedly. 
He's not a good person, even though he's Bullwinkle. And I love Bullwinkle. I hear your plights. And I understand your position and frustration. Let me go speak with my brother and sister. And I walk away. <laughs> you, uh, you come back to the group? Um, or you, as you pass by Erky Timbers, he turns. Was that a hand on your... You're not too sure? Your armor is too thick to know exactly where he may have put his hand. Bad touch. And uh, you return to your chair. It uh, hastily reassembles itself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Brothers, sisters, we have a problem. What did Grinnell want? Says Dern. Oh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> this one's not a good liar. <laughs> nothing at all. Well, that doesn't seem like Grenel. She was just telling me a story of her past, is all. Ooh, do share. Grenel, come over. He's going to share the story of your past. <laughs> I certainly hope it's an Aesop fable. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I don't get it. Aesop's fables? In uh, the Rocky and Bullwinkle show, they always used to tell Aesop's fables. Do you Have not, you never seen Rocky and Bullwinkle? Do you not know what Aesop's fables are? That's the one. Because the, isn't the are. hare and the um, tortoise one of the yep. Aesop's fables? So you've never heard the hare and the tortoise? No, I've Probably heard that. Didn't but, know like if you say, Aesop's I don't know if it's an Aesop's fable or not. And I'm marrying this guy? I don't know if... I mean, <laughs> I, know I don't know if really that's like that's the clincher that should be going on whether or not you marry him. I mean, I, I would know. hope there's more pros and cons. They're adding than, up. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. Let's just further. Uh, Nonetheless, uh, that was the joke. The joke was during most Rocky and Bullwinkle episodes, at the very end, there was an Aesop fable and it was told and it was usually very poorly done and wrong. Okay, I got it. Grenell glowers at you and comes over. And it seems to be pretty clear that Grenell does not speak common. Tell the tale of Grenell's past that she was telling you. I don't know. I don't have any ideas. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, just, I think, say, just say you don't know how to translate it into common. Uh, and even better, start and go from there. I don't want you to think about what the whole story is because Yashiria doesn't have time for that. <laughs> not only that, but Yashiria does not have a great deception check. So start the tale. I'll tell you when to make your roll. And if it's if you get a great roll, I'll help you with the tale. And if the roll is really shitty, I'll make you continue to tell the tale. <laughs> <laughs> and it can end really stupidly wow. like, and then Grenell died. Because <laughs> she's still alive. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so, begin the tale. She was just telling me a story of when she was a young little goblin growing up with her family, just tilling the lands and helping Pa thresh the wheat and helping Ma cook the stew. It was a grand old tale, it was. It really made me think of my childhood, me growing up in the circus, helping Ma make the food and watching out for women that Pa would like to court. <laughs> All right, make your die roll. Oh, you're going to... And he spends, <laughs> spends a blue moat. I love that. And roll it up. <laughs> what happened? He got a one and a three. No, it's, it's a six. Oh. Oh, I love, why does that look so weird? Okay, what am I adding? You get to add your deception <laughs> skill to it. Charisma. Seven. Total of seven. <laughs> So this is 
definitely a failure on <laughs> Yashiria's part. So then when Yashiria finishes talking about her own, she brings it back to tell the specific tale of Grenel <laughs> that happened where Grenel one more, and you can start with one morning. So back in the tale that Grenel was telling me, one morning she woke up to find a dead possum in the outhouse. <laughs> and it mortified her. You're telling me that Grenel took you all the way over there to tell you about a dead possum in an outhouse? She's very old. I find that impossible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, he's going to kill you. Ah, <laughs> uh, God damn it. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> you actually cracked. I, I was I was impressed. I feel like we're not getting out of this room. No. Ever. Not with me at the helm, that's for sure. Dern puts his hand on his scimitar, looks at you severely, looks at Grenel, and says, Why don't you tell me what she really said? She said you treat them rather shabbily, and that you push them around like they are nothing. Go on. And that she wishes to have you vanquished. Finally. Oh, Grinnell. And then, then he says a few other words in gobbly, which, um, which the two of you don't understand. Yeah. He says, if you thought that I was treating you poorly before, just wait for tonight. Not if I have anything to say about it. Do you say that in gobbly? Yes. No, I say that in gobbly. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that, henchman? I said... Not if I have anything to say about it. All right. Roll initiative. Next time. Raise your glass and drink with the enemy. Raise your glass and sing with the enemy. And I'm not gonna do this on my own. This concludes this episode of Tavern Tales, a curated Dungeons & Dragons 5e game set in the Tales of the Yawning Portal Adventure module by Wizards of the Coast. Our intro and outro music is the song Tavern Tales by the Bad Billy Band. You can find out more about the Bad Billy Band on iTunes or at www.badbillyband.com or follow them on Twitter at badbillyband. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or find us on Twitter at Tavern underscore Tales. We'll be back next week with more of the adventure. <laughs>